Hello, hello, hello. I just wanted to pop on to let you know that the amazing news is that the last female fat loss program is now open for applications and for sign up. So the female fat loss program is this one is a six week group coaching. So it will start on the 30th of October and will bring you up to the middle of December. So that means you'll learn how to manage Christmas, but also be able to enjoy a Christmas knowing that you can easily reset, not derail anything and get rid of that all or nothing mindset. So what's involved in the female fat loss program? There's a Facebook group. It's better if you have Facebook, but it's not necessary if you don't want to do it. There's also weekly lives where you guys ask the questions in and I give you a weekly live and that's also recorded as a podcast for you for Wednesday in case you missed it. So it's a win-win on that as well. So you learn more while you're going through it. What you also get is tailored nutrition. So you'll learn how to get your tailored calories, your tailored macros so that you can manage your weekend, so that you can manage your weekly activities, your weekly training, and then you also get your tailored training. So some people actually don't do the training that I provide, which is completely understandable. Some people prefer classes. So you either have a choice of home workouts or gym workouts. And there's videos, a video library attached to every single one of those. You click on the link and a video pops up of someone showing you how to use that video. So everything is really, really there for you. Everything is there. Video library, tailored nutrition, Facebook lives, accountability, support. The Facebook group is amazing too because you get like-minded people who are on the same journey where you can share pictures of your mood. There's also some challenges, but it's not about a challenge of like who can lose the weight the fastest. It's nothing about that. It's maybe have we got new recipes coming out, maybe a step challenge, but it's not who can do the most steps. It's who can potentially improve more on the previous week. But my most important thing for you and whoever does sign up, if you're listening to this, is to show you that you can and educate you around your menstrual cycle educate you around perimenopause and menopause, PCOS, endometriosis, postnatal, whatever it may be. But it's also to educate you that you can have your weekends, show you that you can have your weekends and make progress. Every single person in this group that has finished the program has absolutely smashed it. I genuinely mean that. We've had, I know one of the graduates from six months on has lost about 35 pounds. That's how successful this group can be. They've done a couple of groups back to back or a few groups back to back and they're 35 pounds down and they're now sitting at maintenance. They know what to do. So if you want to sign up, the cost is 99 euro for six weeks. Yeah, 99 euro. That's all that it is. 99 euro for six weeks. This is the last intake of 2023. So if you are interested, click on the link in the show notes, get you signed up, book your space in and we will see you on the 30th of October to get you started. So don't hang around because spaces are limited already. There's a reason why a lot of people from previous groups have renewed. There's about 75% uptake of people going from previous groups into this group. So don't wait around. That's how successful this group is. So 99 euro for six weeks. Click on the link in the show notes and hopefully you see you there. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is an episode that has kind of been covered before. A little bit different from maybe what that episode has said but I think it's important for us to kind of look at and navigate it a little bit more and that is the the area of kind of self-awareness so if you ever think about have you ever tried to lose weight in the past you followed everything to the the letter to the t dotted all the i's did all the exercises you could have and still didn't get the results that you really really looked for it can be frustrating it really, really can be frustrating and you're doing all that work and you're not getting the results that you're looking for. 
But one of the problems is that when you look at the diets that many people listening to this have done in the past or those quick fix approaches, they don't simply work for long term weight loss. But there is another reason why you'll fail to lose weight, even on the most scientifically proven weight loss programs in the world. And it's the area of self-awareness or really lack of it, to be honest with you. A lot of people can struggle with this self-awareness piece. So we need to understand what self-awareness is. It's understanding, questioning how your choices, the habits, the behaviors are responsible for your current situation and outcomes. It's essentially what it is. And this can include your weight, your health, the people in your life and the level of success in your career or your business, whatever it may be. And it can seem a lot to get your head around. But ultimately growing in that self-awareness is vital if you want to keep it off and lose and lose that weight and keep it off. So why is it actually so important when it comes to weight loss? And why is it one of those things that not a lot of people talk about? Well, if I t- told you that I have a self-awareness program on how to lose weight and keep it off forever, you're not exactly going to like, here, just say, here, take my money. We're more prone to go for here, six-week shred or whatever it may be or a seven-week shred. Now, I know I have a six-week fat loss program, but nowhere does it say you're going to lose X amount of weight in the amount of time. The whole point behind it is that it teaches you to break away from that all or nothing mindset if you apply what is said. That's the element of it. It's awareness that one meal won't derail you. Two meals won't derail you if you work off a weekly calorie average. And that's the joy of it. And self-awareness is really, really key. It really, really is key and vital to understanding why we work and how we operate. It's the key and the difference that I would ultimately say the difference between a client succeeding long term and the client that gets the short fix or doesn't get what they want is the level of understanding they get on themselves or that self-awareness. Without that self-awareness piece, we'll continue to operate on autopilot, engaging in behaviors that slow down weight loss or fat loss or even contribute to the other way, which is weight gain. So how does it actually help you to lose weight? So often it's habits that run our lives and ultimately can determine many things. And one of those, it can it can help us to manage weight. So no amount of willpower, deprivation or goal setting will help you to lose weight unless your habits support long-term success or long-term weight loss. But unless you're aware of your current habits, and how they actually impact on your weight, you'll never be able to change them. Now, some people will be like, well, it can't be that. It's like, it is that. Because you can't change what you don't know. So have you ever thought about, I eat really well, but can't lose weight. I train every day and eat less, but I'm still gaining weight. Or I'm always injured and I don't understand why. It's kind of like saying, well, I'm going to the, I'm not flossing my teeth, I'm brushing my teeth every day and the teeth are falling out of my head. Same thing. There's every chance that you're doing these, these, you're kind of doing things to cause the results that you're not even aware of or getting you away further away from the results you're looking for. So let's have an example of a client I used to work with, right? So I'm going to change the name of the client for, for the reason that I want to. Uh, but so 
Lisa runs her own business, right? And while establishing her business over the, fa- the past few years, Lisa worked long hours, ignored her health, not making time for exercise or healthy eating. But then Lisa decided to spend time on her health and lose the weight she'd gained over time. Her weight is causing lower self-esteem, lower self-worth and lack of confidence to fall even lower. Signs up for a program, thinking that this is what she needs to get back on track and create some healthy habits with diet and exercise. Things go well for the first little while, um, but ultimately it's not long until Lisa feels that, that it's all very, very too hard and gets overwhelmed. Every day she deals with difficult customers who waste time and increase her stress levels because she identifies as a people pleaser who doesn't want to upset their customers. She continues to waste time with them. And this means that Lisa can't get all the work that she's done during business hours, so she has to work late each night. So as a result, she has no time to write down a menu or create the odd meal to prep in advance, let alone do any meal prep for the week. And then she starts to rely on takeaways and processed food to get her away from things and to get her through the week. Lisa's energy is low, her levels decline, her sleep gets worse. And when she gets to training, she's not 100% focused and doesn't put as much effort as she could put in if she was eating wholesome food, getting proper sleep, looking after herself. However, then this is where things start to go a little bit left field. She starts to begin to skip more and more sessions because she can't seem to get out of bed in the mornings because she's stressed at work. She falls back to this habit of having a beer, one or two, or even drinking wine to relieve the pressure in the evenings because her partner is in the same position. And this interferes with her sleep even further, meaning her sleep quality is less than it was. And one morning when she's at training, she pulls her back, leaving her in pain. Unable to walk, unable to do anything. Lisa then gets really, really angry, saying that this would never have happened if she hadn't signed up for this particular program and started lifting weight. Her Her blame is transferred to the actual trainer for her injury, believing that she would never have done this if that they should have been more careful with things. She's also frustrated that she hasn't lost any weight, any weight and quits the program. Now, that story sounds very familiar for an awful lot of people listening to this right now. They blame other things and other people and outside sources for reasons why they don't get to where they want. Yes, self-esteem, self-worth play a massive role in a lot of different things. But the first thing to note is when Lisa signs up to that program, she believes she only has to develop some healthy habits with diet and exercise but in reality she is totally unaware of all the other habits that have caused her to get to that situation in the first place and how they are impacting on her the rest of her life and her family and her kids and her work and if you dig a little bit deeper into Lisa the main source of Lisa's problems is lack of self-confidence and people-pleasing habits and these are born from the keystone habit of low self-worth it's because this that she discounts any products and services in an effort to attract customers. And however, this only means that she has to work longer hours to make enough money to get by. It also means that she's attracting the wrong kind of customer. The one who doesn't see value in what she has to offer and the one who isn't willing to pay the good money for what she does. She's always bargaining around prices. She's always, she's not sticking to her guns and saying, right, this is the price so you can take it or leave it. But her people-pleasing habit causes her to, to put up with them meaning there is friction, there is a resentment, and there's stress every day in the business. 
And those longer hours are having to mean that she doesn't have to have time to prepare to make some meals or do a weekly food shop or whatever it may be. And this can lead to her falling back into this habit of eating more processed food, more sugary foods, more junk food, whatever you want to call it. I hate those words. And sugar isn't the issue. Junk food isn't a sentence. And processed food, everything is processed that you eat. So that's the reality of things. But the other impact that has is that eating poorly doesn't help her recover sufficiently from her training. She's not getting sufficient carbohydrates in to help with energy or she's not fueling her body with energy and she's not getting enough protein in to help her recover and to recover for the next session. This combined with lack of sleep means that she's constantly tired, that she's also then she's turning to alcohol to ease her stress, which only makes things worse as alcohol promotes poor sleep. It blocks melatonin. So some people say, oh, I slept like a baby after a night out. It's like, no, but you're waking up more tired. Alcohol blocks melatonin, which is your deep sleep hormone. So that's why you wake up more tired after a night out. Plus the late night on top of it, but you know what I mean? Plus it's also laden with extra calories as well. And this combined with poor food choices means it will be more difficult to lose that weight. Simply because of the extra or the excess calories she's consuming and in addition stress and alcohol are can be difficult enough to they can make weight loss more difficult you can lose weight and drink 100 percent, but it's kind of like it's if you're doing it every single weekend you can get an absolute shit faced every single weekend it makes it harder and generally people will give up because they're like, well, I was told I can do this. I can told I can drink every weekend. But it's like, yeah, you can drink every weekend. But if you're going out and getting up on coppers every single weekend and getting the Zaytun afterwards, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. The nights out and that side of stuff isn't what derail people. It's the knock-on effects and what they do afterwards. Lisa's behavior also increases stress in the marriage and family life as well. And due to her fatigue... Lisa is less and less confident or less and less consistent as well. And in order to make up for this, she goes extra hard when she does turn up. So she misses one session or she doesn't do a check-in and then she tries to make up for the lost ones that she didn't hit last week. And however, this combined with lack of focus due to low energy levels caused by a lack of sleep, poor nutrition, because she doesn't plan anything, leads her to end up getting an injury one morning instead of taking responsibility for her own actions aka not eating enough to recover or, or to fuel the body failing to get enough sleep not training consistently turning up to training feel only feeling unfocused she points the finger at her trainer saying it's their fault she's injured and their fault that she hasn't lost any weight so lisa ends up quitting and goes back into old habits you have to note that all of the things that I've said about Lisa so far stem from Lisa's habits of people pleasing and lack of confidence, which stems from the keystone habit of low self-worth. And this led to a string of choices that had a domino effect on the rest of her life and culminated in an injury. However, in Lisa's mind, the injury was the fault of the trainer, as was the lack of weight loss. Lisa had nothing to do with anything. Lisa took no blame for anything. 
But do you see that disparity? It's a little bit ironic. Do you see how not being aware of her habits, choices and behaviours means that Lisa is unable to change anything in her life in order to get out of the situation? Without that awareness, she is destined to continue that same cycle and repeat it over and over again and get the same results. And then she'll wonder why she can't lose weight or continues to become more injured. And without this awareness piece, Lisa will continue to blame others for her situation. The customers, the long hours, the trainers or whoever else. And she will always be powerless to change this situation. In the example that I've kind of spoken about, Lisa's choices led her to being inconsistent with her healthy eating and her training. Which meant she wasn't going to get the results she was looking for at the beginning. And if you think about it, consistency trumps intensity every single time. The more consistent you are with your actions, the better results you will be. But in order to be consistent, you need to build habits that lead you to to consistency. And in order to build those habits, you need to be aware of what you're doing and what you're currently doing and how that impacts your life. And if you don't have self-awareness, you won't realize you need to change anything and you'll never have the power to change what you want to change. So what causes this lack of self-awareness? Lack of self-awareness is kind of, it's really caused by making assumptions and decisions from our emotions instead of relying on facts. So you may have these stories that you've created about yourself. So making fact-based decisions only comes as a result of recording data consistently over a longer period of time, if you think about it, which requires accountability. So if you look at it from a point of view of, oh, I'm not doing enough or weight loss isn't working the way I wanna go or I'm being really, really impatient. When you actually record the data and you're able to see what you're doing and say, right, I actually am doing enough. I'm getting my two sessions in consistently a week or my three sessions in consistently a week. I'm having protein with most of my meals. I'm getting seven to nine hours of sleep. So you're doing more than enough already. You gain an awareness of your actions, your thoughts, your habits, your beliefs, whatever it may be and how they impact in your life. But without this data, yourself, there is no set level of self-awareness. And instead, you'll continue to make these decisions based off your emotions. So I know I was having a conversation with the client on their check-ins and they were kind of talking about, well, should we be further along than, than we are? And it's kind of like, well, why do you say that? And they were kind of like, well, I haven't seen any changes in measurements or weight in the last kind of couple of weeks. I was kind of like, okay, so let's look at where we first started from. And that client is down 38 centimeters. And I know the client listens to this episode. I'm not going to mention her. But I know when we spoke about it a little bit more, we dug into it a little bit more and we kind of dug into it. It's kind of like sometimes we can get so bogged down in what happened in the last kind of couple of weeks. And we knew that if we were kind of like, right, well, you went out over the weekend and there may be a little bit more bloating when you took your measurements after your night out. So that could also be a factor. And also my guess, my educated guess would be if we go back into normal routine and normal meal structure like you have because you're you're doing the training, you're doing your steps, you're getting your sleep, that things will normalize in, in the next day or so and measurements and weight will follow. Now, this client is doing extremely well and it's come a very, very long way in a very short space of time. But sometimes we can get caught in this, well, I want to lose weight now mode, which can be an impatience piece but it also can in a roundabout way can be an arrogance piece some people can think that weight loss is easy weight loss is easy as a concept what's difficult for people is to keep it off because they haven't got the awareness they haven't got the 
they haven't got the habits or behaviors or levels of awareness that are required to keep it up there are other issues too like low self-esteem and low self-worth mental health issues adhd multiple personality disorders i've had clients with every single element of those so it is really really multifaceted but when you actually record data and you're able to see what you're doing you gain awareness of these actions and we all know that when you make decisions based on emotions they're kind of not the best decisions in the world so some of the things that we kind of need to be aware of so each of us has hundreds and hundreds of habits some of which would help us in daily lives like locking the front door brushing our teeth whatever it may be however there are also many habits that don't help us in fact when it comes to losing weight they can actually be a hindrance and can contribute the other way of kind of making us gain weight so when you hear the habit you can be forgiven for thinking that a habit is only an action or a behavior example binging on the couch while watching tv but however these habits are also your your thoughts or your beliefs and these can be powerful really really powerful influences over your lives and the following is by no means an endless list or an exhaustive list but it's it's a list of common habits people have that have, that hold them back and can hold them back from keeping things off i'm not saying it's the endless list but i'm saying that it can be a list lack of self-esteem and lack of self-esteem and self-worth not believing in yourself not trying believing you need to be perfect having an all or nothing mindset lack of confidence needing people to like you believing it's selfish to prioritize yourself afraid of judgment believing your value is attached to what you do or achieve afraid to make mistakes having a a know-it-all mindset not trusting yourself feeling the need to be in control of everything second guessing every single decision that you ever make not being seen for who you really are focusing on the negatives avoiding new situations or people and afraid to take a chance or risk unable to make a decision believe everything is about you example of this is taking everything personally that something is said as a piece of advice and you take it personally overthinking things not taking responsibility for your own situation example blaming other people for maybe bringing food into the living room when you're watching tv rather than taking ownership of it and not seeing value in the small successes so we need to look at that like that's just a list that i wrote out of about 10 15 things earlier on before i kind of came on and some of the other things that we can have about behaviors and actions include putting other people's needs before your own comparing yourself to other people trying to solve everyone else's problems ahead of your own drinking too much alcohol to numb things avoiding your feelings hiding away or trying to fly under the radar going along with other people's opinions even if you disagree people pleasing constantly looking for the next diet or magic solution to your weight problem spending excessive time on social media because you're afraid of missing out or don't want to go to sleep reacting emotionally avoiding to taking action constantly dieting depriving yourself of food or over exercising using food to cover your emotions focusing on the end result rather than the journey and my guess is a lot of people listening to this will tick a lot of these boxes they'll be surprised there's not many of those that you can relate to but it's important to understand that behaviors and actions often stem from your thoughts or your beliefs so if you change your thought and beliefs to ones that will support your long-term weight loss ultimately what will happen is you your your behaviors will also align with the long-term weight loss successes remember you can't change anything if you're not aware of it 
Like being being self-aware is really, really difficult at times. Because most of us don't actually pay attention to what's actually going on around us or inside of us. Instead, we actually allow our minds to wander. We operate on autopilot. I know I've been guilty of this. And we let our habits take over. We also make assumptions based on our emotions rather than actually dealing with the facts or the data. But every time you record data, you strengthen your self-awareness. So this is why writing things down rather than just letting them ruminate in your thoughts is so, so important. Instead of being present in the moment and being an active observer, you're often busy thinking about the next thing we have to do, often either work, taking care of the family, when we currently have no room in our head to be conscious. So if you think about it, what are you thinking of when you're actually watching that program on Netflix that you're sitting down to watch? You're probably not even watching that program. You're probably thinking of the day's struggles. You're probably thinking about something else. And then when we get to a negative emotion of dealing with the stress or a conversation you may have had with your boss or someone else in the business, we tend to think, all right, well, I don't want to deal with this emotion, so I'm going to eat with this food in order to numb it. But we're not aware of what we're doing because there's a disassociation between you and food. There's a disassociation between you and enjoying what you're meant to be doing. You're not being present. When you're being present, you can figure out what's actually going on with you. So if we follow some of the small tips I've kind of got here, I think I've got like four or five of them written in front of me. One is trying to be more present in the moment. Have you ever noticed that when you're present in the moment, you actually enjoy things an awful lot more? And this is easier said than done. But it's paying attention to actually what's going on, on how you feel, your thoughts, your beliefs, and how you react to certain situations. It could be taking that big deep breath in and saying, right, what do I need right now? Am I hungry enough for fruit? What would help me right now? So... Another thing you could do is write down this information. So this will enable you to see what habits or patterns or behavior you need to work on. For example, you might notice that every time someone disagrees with you, you become angry and you disengage with them. Or perhaps you notice that when you feel stressed, you immediately reach for other certain types of food. But writing things down can actually help you to record the data and refer back to in the future. So that's one of the things I use with my clients is a mood and food journal. It recognizes where they are eating, what time of the day are they eating, are they skipping meals, and how they are feeling at that moment when they are eating. And more often than not, we spot a pattern pretty freaking soon of that they are eating in front of the TV, they're dealing with their stress in the evenings, or they're bored. So there's this disassociation between reality and themselves. And they don't want to deal with that gap. Number three is aim to be a better listener by noticing other people's body language or their emotions. This may give you clues as to how your behavior impacts other people and yourself. Number four is committing to yourself to figuring out what's actually not working by questioning your outcomes and situations. Example, why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I lack energy today? And then ask yourself for seeking accountability. And then five is asking for help or feedback. Sometimes it can be difficult for us to think, see things from a perspective. So ask a, ask a friend or your partner or your, someone else or your coach. And make sure you don't take it as it's something, a personal attack rather than because so many people can. 
And when it comes to this element of kind of weight loss and gaining self-awareness, it's essential. And without it, you're powerless to change any of the habits that have led you to get to where you are at the moment. But with it, the power is taken back, it's put back into your hands. You can finally switch from autopilot to a place where you're better able to make the decisions to support your goal. You'll need to work on your habits. You'll need to work on your sabotaging habits. You'll need to be aware of them. To be aware of them, you'll have to consistently record habits. You'll say, right, I do this because of this. Why am I eating in front of the TV? Why am I using food as a coping mechanism? A lot of people will say when they first when they first started working on me and we start when we start working through it, one of the big things we kind of ask ourselves like why why do we find ourselves picking in the evenings? Well, I don't know is normally the answer that comes back. It's like okay, so why is it that we're eating bread in the evenings? It's like well, what is the bread that does it? It comforts you. Okay, so where did this comfort come from? You? I don't know. Okay, so that's try different. Was there a moment in childhood or growing up? that we use bread uh food bread food was given to us as a reward or it was taken away from us or was it something that was given to us by a grandparent or parent to get in through the day and then the light bulb goes off so it's understanding that it's somewhere in childhood deep rooted where a lot of these mechanisms and habits and belief systems and behaviors come from and stem from but if you understand them it's a lot easier to help but without self-awareness, getting the results will be challenging. Even if your coach knows and tells you what your sabotaging habits are, you won't trust their direction. Instead, you'll act from in a know-it-all, arrogant perspective. And you'll end up doing what you think works. And these things aren't compatible. My job is to help you develop a greater sense of self-awareness. By giving you accountability, structure positive feedback in a judgment-free area. This means you'll make smarter decisions over time, knowing why you do things so you can reduce the, the happening the next time and gain the results you want. If you want those, click on the link in the show notes to sign up for the Female Fatless Program starting on the 30th of October. That will guide you. That will help you. There's also one-to-one coaching, but the quickest one, and the cheapest one for everyone at the minute is six weeks coaching, 99 euro for six weeks coaching, female fat loss group, weekly check-ins, weekly lives, tailored feedback, tailored nutrition, tailored training for the gym or at home, whatever works for you for 99 euro. You're not going to genuinely not going to get anything better. And that's been the feedback from the, pre- the group that literally finished, finished. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes. And I'll hopefully see you there on the 30th of October.